Make a move and then she's calling Boris Byers, Cougars, Marlin Take a chance and roll the dice one day Coders, endings, terminal events, conclusions. Well, this is it, folks. The official last ever episode of Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. And I've got to tell you, it ain't much of an episode. Because <laughs> it's really just me saying goodbye. Um, goodbye and thanks. I'll give you a little bit of an update because I haven't been around for a good long while. I had a little sort of final flurry, a dead cat bounce um, a few months ago with the episodes that I recorded uh, in a spurt. I think uh, the last actual episode, the, the HG Wells, was, was kind of a nice episode to really end on. I mean, that's the last true content, I suppose. But yeah, I thought I couldn't just leave it like that. I actually had to conclude and not just pod fade, as they say. Um, and, you know, it's the same, same old story, really, from uh, what I've been, you know, r- rabbiting on about from many episodes now, is that um, all my energies, and, and very rewardingly, are being put into Grizzly Peaks Radio. So if you're worried that I will disappear completely from the pod waves, not that any of you would, but if you do, I, I will still be there. You know, I'll be there sort of primarily as me, but mainly as as the NPCs in the games that I'm running. But there'll be the occasional sort of behind-the-scenes episode where I talk more candidly about about stuff and about the adventures and some of the ideas and so on. Because there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. Um, Which is probably why I just haven't had any time to record these. My, My sort of... The rhythm of my week and my day has changed to a large degree, and um, and so I, I just don't have the time to record these. I'm I'm spending most of my day working, and then the non-working parts. I'm I'm doing a lot of editing and post-production and and so on for Grizzly Peaks Radio. Uh, the fact is, we we have a a Kickstarter, uh, not a Kickstarter. We have a Patreon now, and and that has that was a really good decision to do the Patreon. Um, I was very tentative about it, but Scott Dorwood of Good Friends of Jackson Lyles, and who's also one of my wonderful players, he, he said, why not? Why the hell not? He just he encouraged me to do it, and so I did it. And it's not about the money. It really isn't about the money, because the money is, is sort of fairly insignificant compared to, um, well, I suppose... It, it sort of almost pays for it, pays for the podcast, but it doesn't quite. It takes the sting out, let's say, of, of the hosting costs and uh, not the hosting costs, but, but just all the all the costs associated with it. it. It's not free to put up a podcast. There's beyond just your time, but there's you know I, I use various software tools and I and I get um, and I and I pay for um, Sirenscape music and, and things like that. Um, also, a little trade secret, I do get a bit of help on the editing from time to time, so, yeah, it adds up. Um, it sort of washes, it f- washes its face, let's say, but it, it's not about the money. It's, it's actually the, the impetus it gives you. I suddenly realise I, I, I have a paying audience, no matter how little it is that, that I'm collecting from it, but they are a paying audience, and so I, I've got to keep them, you know, I've got to make them happy, keep them satisfied. Um, 
I've got to stick to my regular schedule. I've got to think up um, the bonus episodes and, you know, think about things that I can give for the higher level backers and so on. So what's been going on otherwise, apart from that, which is business as usual? Well, we now have done two Twitch streams for Goodman Games, Mutant Crawl Classics. That's been absolutely hilarious fun. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Really different experience doing a Twitch stream. I am such a virgin when it comes to that. There's all kinds of funny things that happen there, like people send you um, credits or, you know, that can enable you to re-roll things and you get raided by another uh, another stream who, when their stream finishes, they all hop on over to yours. And it's been, it's been really good fun. Um, also getting to play with some new players there um, that we're... I guess we're working out the group dynamics, but it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I've been enjoying it. I hope everyone else has. And uh, so that's been that's been great fun and getting to know some of the Goodman Games people, particularly Elena, who who was the one that made it all happen. So thanks, Elena. Uh, so that's been going on. I am deep into planning the first Patreon backer game. So if you joined our Patreon at the at the top level, um, which there are a few couple <laughs> a couple or three um then i committed to running a number of sessions per year for those backers and so we are about to do the very first one and i decided we would do one of the scenarios from the um chaosium second edition reprint of call of cthulhu which i got my grubby mitts on and then i immediately went out and splurged and got the prop set as well and, and that was a great decision because that thing is a work of beauty I mean, the Master Nile Athletic one is amazing, but this one, I think, is, is takes it to another level, even, somehow. Because um, I just love all that stuff. I do love all that stuff. And, um, yeah, that game is going to be... Start, we're going to be running that game on the 7th of, of August, and, and maybe we'll even put it up as a sort of uh, exclusive episode somewhere. We'll, we'll have to see. Let's see how it goes. I mean, maybe people won't have good recording equipment. You know, the Patreon backers are probably not set up for this sort of thing, necessarily. Um, and yeah there's there's a bunch of i and, and i'm really looking forward to that i i really am it's kind of a bit of a thrill in a in an odd sort of way to to be doing this thing as a as a reward in a way so what else has been going on um well our berlin campaign is about to end well um let's put it this way we are about to do the final episode of berlin the wicked city which as i endlessly have said is is in my opinion the the best campaign source book i've ever read now i actually think there are some problems with some of the scenarios um structural problems so david larkins if you're listening um uh, i i I don't want to delve too deep into those um we're we're actually uh, yeah Uh, let's say i think the stories are fantastic but you have to slightly railroad the players at certain points to make the stories happen because well yeah i mean that's the that's the that's the beginning and end of it there's like three specific points and i'm not going to give any spoilers but i i have one particular player certain mr daniel norton who is that is like um that's like his kryptonite any hint of um railroading is is his kryptonite and and at, at a few points in the, in the campaign i thought he was just gonna like 
say, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck you, Andy. I'm not going to play this anymore. But I managed to keep him. I managed to drag him back in. But um, yeah, let's say there's a pretty major one really at the climax of the entire campaign. And but it, uh, yeah, again, I don't want to go into details. We will um, do a session. So at the end of the session, I've asked the players if, if we can stick around. It's actually happening in two days time on time on Friday. Um, we will, uh, we will, uh, the session probably won't run for two hours, but <laughs> I've said that before, haven't I? And, and, and we're going to stick around and have a discussion. And I'm sure Daniel will be able to express his thoughts much more cogently and accurately than, than I would just by speculating. But I would imagine he might bring that up. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it spoils the book. I think if I was a better GM, I could have sort of sidestepped them or, or, or done it in a different way. But I'm not. <laughs> and, and I guess I've still got a lot to learn. We all do. I don't think it bothered the other players so much, but, you know, as a sort of gen- general point, railroading is a tricky thing. I don't think you should never do it. I think there are good and bad ways to do it, and I, I tried to do it in a good way, but perhaps I didn't. Um, so, that Berlin campaign's coming to an end, but we will, as I've said before we we are going to at some point move on to shadows of atlantis which moves the the this the time frame on by six years to 1939 now it's not going to be a serious war story it's still you know nazi zombies on the moon type stuff but um yeah we'll we'll still have to play it carefully uh, and uh I need to do some thinking. We're probably going to take a little uh, palate cleanse in between, play some Tales from the Loop or Mutant Crawl Classics or maybe even Dungeon Crawl Classics. Hey, how about that? I bought the DCC book. I've yet to read it, <laughs> but I'm sure it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's D&D, isn't it? I started to get hankering to play D&D again. This is weird. What's going on, Andy? Um, and I have been. But with my daughter and some of her young friends, and uh, we're 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 actually going back to the UK next week, and um, actually I'll be running the backer Patreon back again from the UK. Uh, assuming the internet works, that's always an issue. But um, we have some old friends, and we're going to be playing D and D with their, with with their kids. And in fact, the mother is someone that I used to play D and D with when we were like eighteen. So that'll be fun. Um, we haven't played since. But uh, her kids are really into Warhammer. They've got, um, they've got like all the minis, and they're they're really into. It. I don't think they've ever played D and D though, so that'll be interesting. I've um, I've even bought them the <coughs> I've even bought them the starter set as a present. Now, hopefully, they will they will enjoy the game enough to actually take it up, and maybe I'll have done my bit for bringing back, <laughs> you know, because the kids are all into Warhammer, aren't they? I mean, if Superman is into Warhammer. Isn't he? What's his name? The guy who's into Warhammer? Uh, or is it the Witcher guy? I don't know. What's his name? That kind of actor, geeky guy. Um, anyway, Brandon? No, I can't remember. No, it's not him. It's not Superman. It is the Witcher. Oh, I don't know enough about pop culture. But anyway, I think I'll have done my bit for the hobby by, by trying to turn some Warhammer kids into D&D kids. And the other thing is we have we are well into our book counts of London campaign with the old farts. And 
things have been a bit up and down with that group because people are people are dropping out people that haven't been around for the summer we've 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 sort of lost a player in Nikki Nikki isn't able to play in that game anymore so it feels a bit tentative but I think the core three Scott Barney and Spencer hopefully they're they're in it for the long haul um I kind of get the feeling I want to do a proper campaign with them because we've just stitched together all of these stories I think we could do something else interesting and I've just started editing the serious horror game Isla de la Muerte I've just just finished the first episode and maybe it's not quite achieving what I thought it was going to I, I think it's good I don't think it'll scare anyone and and I don't think um I, I don't think that was ever a realistic goal but but let's see how it goes that that'll be going up in the next couple of months um that that story um bookhounds has been good bookhounds actually has been great in some ways but we've had so many technical we, we we seem to be cursed that campaign seems to be cursed we've had so many technical problems we've lost like entire chunks of recording for individuals we've had connectivity problems we've had to end sessions early i think i think there's a spirit um, uh, of of london the uh the megalopolisy, polysomancy, Fritz Lieber, smoke ghost is haunting us. Um, if you know any of those references, you'll, you'll understand what I mean. And there are some spoilers there. Um, but overall, it's been great to have those characters back. And I, I, we will see where we go with that. I, I, it, it's a Kenneth Height. It's a Kenneth Height uh, piece. So the the level of referentialism and references and complexity of of narrative threads is at a level I've never seen before and I actually had to do a flow chart to even understand the relationship between all the characters and events. I actually had to sit down and draw boxes and lines to try and understand what the hell was going on. And I thought, if I have to do that and I'm reading the scenario, God knows what the players or the listeners will make of it. But it's it's full of rich detail and it's been kind of wonderful kind of being back in London, <laughs> if you see what I mean, weird though that may sound. It's been wonderful kind of wallowing in the Londonness of it all and all the quirks and characters that might turn up in a in a um, 1920s London setting yeah so so that's been going on um, I also decided made an executive decision to to kill the mask campaign not the campaign but to kill this the the podcast because I, I calculated it would take me 10 years to catch up to where we are in the actual game in terms of uh, uh, in, in terms of um, putting episodes up and I thought and that just was such a depressing thought that I thought screw it let's just kill it here stop while we're ahead end on a high note with the Derbyshire horror which I think is kind of fun and and although it's not going to die completely because because here's what I'm going to do um I'm going to put up just raw episodes, like almost completely unedited, that take that take no effort, and then I can just keep posting them. And if people want to listen to them, they're welcome to. But boy, it'll be a tough listen, I reckon. You know, two hours uh, of audio, of which an hour probably at least is 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 um, Pokemon references from my millennial lovelies. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that bad. But you know, we drift. That's our driftiest. That's my driftiest group. So. Uh, yeah, and um, Two-Headed Serpent forges ahead. 
as well. Um, again, we've well, we've we've gained two and lost one uh, as of today. So, so we now have four players in that group. Um, Nikki, as I said, isn't able to play anymore, which is really sad for me because I, I love playing with her. She's been she's been there pretty much from episode one. If you if you go back, uh, King in Yellow, and she's a wonderful role player and a dear friend. And uh, life just got too busy for her and. I really hope one day she can be unbusy and come back. But we we actually have Carl Rodriguez, the GMologist presents, has joined the, the group. Now it's going to be a long old while before you hear those episodes because again we are miles ahead in the game uh, of of the podcast of where we are in the podcast. But he joined, and also another wonderful person, um, Jen, uh, who I met at GaryCon. And she's fantastic and, and a real treat to play with. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. If you do listen to Christy Peaks Radio, you'll really enjoy her role-playing and her general just go get ness Is that a word? get up ness Oh, I think that's probably a good point to end because, you know, I've run out of things to say. Finally, finally. Um, come and follow Grizzly Peaks Radio if you want to hear more stuff. But this really is the last ever expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. And I wanted to thank everyone, really. All the listeners, all seven of you. Um, no, there's a few more, but not that many more. Um, well, we had at our peak, we had a, a couple of hundred, which isn't bad for a, you know, ramble cast. Yeah, I wanted to thank all the listeners. But, but more specifically, I wanted to thank all the, you know, all the other podcasters, all of the other anchorites who have made this whole journey so fun and some of you have become like seemingly permanent players in my campaigns and and i'm so delighted so grateful to to have had the chance to meet you and play with you and hang out with you and call you friends um and beyond the the ones who became part of my playing groups everyone else that i've interacted with it's been it's been so much fun and i know i've not been around i know i haven't been sending messages to anyone it's almost as if it's almost as if i i kind of stopped i kind of stopped hold on a second sorry <laughs> i had to snowy had escaped from the park <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll not get to hear Snowy again, will you? Ah, uh, well, she's doing fine, the old lady. She's ten now, but she still seems to act like a puppy. Crazy little thing she is. Yeah, and I know that I haven't been around and I haven't been leaving messages and I haven't really been on the Discord server much, but, um, you know, I, I, I felt like it was all part of the thing. Like, I, if I wasn't podcasting, I, I, I wasn't really there for people. I wasn't. I haven't been listening to a lot of the anchor podcasters. I, I, I ended, you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. I, I've been kind of listening to a few YouTube channels, and you know, you're, you're listening. My, at least for me, my listening focus changes from time to time. It kind of shifts over somewhere else, and I'm sure it'll come back because I love the stuff that people put out. But yeah. I've I've been absent and and I think now is a good time to end. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Couldn't be an expedition to the Grizzly Peaks episode if I didn't remember something that I forgot to do after I finished the recording. So yeah. Um just one last thing. I just wanted to play the last set 
of messages left for me because I feel that if you took the bother to call in, you should at least get to have it on an episode at some point. There will be no responses to these. It's just going to play out into the darkness. This really is the end. Hey, Andy. Daniel from Brightness Keep calling in to agree and disagree with you. Um, agree that, yes, consequences matter. I think that, that right, sometimes not doing the thing that a lot of times you expect people to do in an RPG, which is just murder people, is a lot more fun. But that has nothing to do, in my opinion, with playing in the real world. I have that happen all the time in my campaigns, and I never run anything in the real world. So, I don't know. You know. <laughs> it, it, it comes down to your players, the tone that you set at the table, the overall, like, how the investment people have in their characters. That's all way more important than the setting. If you, if you tell the players or you, or you set up a situation where they're playing heroes, then they should know that they shouldn't do things that are not heroic. And if they do, then they need to role play out the consequences of it themselves, both in, in uh, you know, having issues with it, you know, uh, however they're mentally going to deal with it. And then also the world should deal with it, right? If, they're, if they just run around murdering people, um, you know, then they should be brought to justice. So I think it's really interesting too, uh, Safer's Call. Uh, because it's funny how different people uh, would define evil, I guess. To me, if you are willing to open up a human's uh, head and take their brain out, you are evil. Whether you're alien and you don't understand that that's wrong, if you don't feel bad about it, then that's an evil act according to mankind's rules. And that's whose only rules we can use when we're defining good and evil. So, yeah, Lovecraftian creatures are evil to the max. And I would not have any sympathy for them at all. And not like we ever get a chance to kill them anyways, but I certainly would have my character kill one if we had a chance. All that being said, I mean, there's lots of great ways to play RPGs, clearly, and if you like to play in the real world, then that's cool. But uh, trying to elevate it up to a different level because that's your setting just seems, yeah, I I just don't agree with that. I think your setting doesn't have anything to do with the stories you're telling. The stories you're telling has to do with the characters at the table, the things that are happening to them, and ultimately, like you, like you said, consequences. And that has nothing to do with whether it's taking place in, you know, our world or it's taking place in the world of Conan. I guess <laughs> none of that. That shouldn't have anything to do with anything. Andy Daniel from Man's Keep. Uh, now I'm calling about uh, 371. So you know, you just you just started, but uh, you're talking about the the realism and boring and mundane. A good uh, way to think about it is what Tales from the Loop does. I know you've run this game, so you probably know this, but uh, they talk about the idea that like most of the time it is super boring and nothing's going on and there's big breaks in time. And basically the adventure is like a very short period of time out of like an entire you know year or six months or whatever of what's going on, right? So it's super boring. School sucks. Everything's the same. You know, you're getting bad grades or good grades or whatever, depending on your character. And then all of a sudden, you know, a meteorite falls from the sky or whatever. And I, I kind of feel like that's how you do that stuff, right? So playing through the mundane is not something I would want to do. Having a little background as an interlude at the beginning, that's all I think you really need to get the realism. Of course, take that with a grain of salt from somebody who, you know, <laughs> would much prefer the adventure in a game anyways, maybe not in life, but uh, where I don't want to be necessarily risking my life climbing mountains in in 
Daniel's life, you know, in the character's life that I get to play for a very short period of time, I do want to try those things. And the last thing I want to do is take the bus to work every day and, uh, you know, go to an office and then, uh, you know, do my work and get my check and then go to the pub or whatever you might do wherever we're going to be if there's pubs. But anyways, I find that stuff to be incredibly boring and I don't want it in the game at all if I'm running a game and I definitely don't want it as a player. So, but again, I'm very different. I, I think you probably have a couple of players in the group at least one that I can think of that would probably love that, but it's not me. Yo, dude. So yeah, edibles. Wow. <laughs> I don't mess with edibles anymore. And it's funny because I've recently been going through uh, Reddit. I've never really explored Reddit before, but I have. I found a way to do it. And today I fucked up. It's one of my most favorite subreddits. And so many of those stories are about people that are like, oh, I don't know how many edibles to take, so I'm going to eat all of them. And just, yeah, I'm glad you made it through, dude. Can't imagine dealing with a five-year-old when I'm, whoa, yeah, man, good for you. And Audible, here's another trick for you. So, yeah, you get the one free credit every month, but then you can exchange that book after you buy it, and you still get to keep the book. So you could use a credit to buy a book and then exchange that book for another book, and then you can even exchange that book again for another book. All the books, dude. Anyway, glad you made it through. Peace out. Hey, Andy, Jason here. Great episode on H.G. Wells. Yeah, he's a great author. Really enjoyed. Of course, I read all that a long time ago, but really enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear that you've gotten to enjoy it. I know this is, you know, you're just exposed to it now. or Well, at least you just read it now. But I'm glad you've had that chance because it's something everybody should read. And the other cool thing about H.G. Wells, of course, is he is one of us. You know, a gamer. Not RPGs per se, but he wrote Little Wars, which is a, about doing war games just, you know, on your floor with the toys and, and all. So, he, you know, he would have fit, if he was, you know, still alive, he would fit right in with the RPG scene, I think. So, great episode. I do look forward to your future literature episodes and hearing your thoughts on the other writers. So, hang in there. Keep doing a great job. And watch out for those edibles, man. Relax, man. Find your neutral space. You got a rush? It will pass. Be seated. Yeah, good to hear your... Uh, this is Rob, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, this is Rob, also known as Minion. Good to hear you're finding your... Uh, yeah, checking your head and uh, doing whatever you're able to do in uh, California. Definitely can't do that here. Um, so, yeah. H.G. Wells, great, fantastic author. I'm a real sucker for uh, you know, early 1900s, uh, late uh, 1800s uh, novels. I think it's just um, the golden, excuse me, I know this will upset a lot of people, but I think it's the golden age of literature, really. Um, people don't like the word literature, they don't like the word classics, but they really, really, um, I knew how to write, and they had the time to 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 consume uh, quite complex pieces of work which I don't think we really appreciate now I think we're too scatty now um, of course we've got a lot to uh, to derail us I can't remember what I've read I think I've read The Invisible Man I've read The Time Machine and I read um, oh my goodness I read uh, the most famous one <laughs> why is it not coming to my mind the famous one uh, The uh, Aliens Coming to Earth Um War of the Worlds, goodness sakes. Um, other books that might be worth uh, checking out are, uh, well, one, one that springs to mind 
is Jekyll and Hyde, also really well written. Um, and again, it's a book about, uh, you know, nascent science and finding out, finding out about uh, what makes us tick inside. It's that psychological kind of uh, aspect as well. So uh, there's there's one. Um, also, I'd recommend Frankenstein, but I hear a lot of people really don't like that nowadays, uh, I think. But, you know, I think that's a, a fan- fantastic novel. Also, Dracula, um, beautiful, beautiful language. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm really excited that you are talking about H.G. Wells. I love H.G. Wells. And I think you are 100% right that many people think they know these stories, but have never actually read them in their original form. And the writing is just brilliant. It's just great. It's some of the most accessible writing, too, that you can get from uh, something that dated, right? Like, as time passes, styles change. And when you go to read an older work of fiction, like, you know, Jules Verne or something, it can be quite challenging sometimes, but I find HG uh, Wells to be very readable. And I discovered him early in life and I read the time machine and war of the worlds probably once every three years. I just, I love them so much. Uh, they're just amazing. And one of my all time favorite short stories is the door on the wall by him. Uh, it's just, it's kind of poignant. It really speaks to me. I suppose you'd call it portal fantasy. It's about a man who sees um, a door and, uh, you know, appear out in a place that he didn't expect it to appear. And he goes through it as a young child and he visits this kind of Narnia like, you know, kind of delightful place. Um, Not at all that, not really fantasy laden, but still a kind of magical place. And uh, for the rest of his life, he supposedly is thinking, is trying to get back to this place. And yet the rest of his life is the rest of his life, you know, and and other times he sees this door and he's busy. He's on his way uh, to something that feels extremely important at the time. And he thinks I'll come back, you know, but he comes back and the door isn't there. Uh, And so it's these missed opportunities. And I won't give you the end of the story, but it's just... I don't know. It really speaks to me. It speaks to me about the need I have for fantasy. And I don't know. It's, just, it's really cool. It's a game we're role-playing. I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes. I mistakes. No one can hear your pleading. Your wind drowns out your screaming. They'll never smell your 